Welcome to Set for Life with Pastor Ray Jensen. You can find us at setforliferadio.com. Romans 10.9 says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. So let's listen from God's Word, verse by verse, on how we can prepare for the coming of the Lord and Messiah Jesus, who died on the cross, so that you can be set for life. You'll be set for life if you give your heart and believe what He's done for you. You'll be set for life with the treasure stored up in heaven when you're through. You'll be set for Welcome again to Set for Life. Today I have a guest with me. I have Sam Davis. He's a friend of mine. That uh, Sam, welcome first of all to Set for Life. Glad well, to have you. Well, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here today. I understand you're from East Texas, correct? Uh, I'd say about far East Texas, about four and a half thousand miles far East Texas. Four and a half thousand miles yes. East Texas. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Across the pond. <laughs> Across the pond. <laughs> Where are you from, Sam? I'm from England originally. I was uh, born in Hampshire. Uh, father was Navy. Um, spent probably the first three years of my life in Singapore as father was stationed out there. Wow. And then uh, I came back to, uh, to England when I was four years of age and uh, just went through, through schools. So you're an England guy. I'm an England guy. Down in England. And I understand you've uh, done some work around Stonehenge before. Yeah, I was uh, at the age of 21. I, after having left the Royal Navy, I went into uh, the Wiltshire Constabulary, which is uh, which has Stonehenge. So every 21st of June during the summer solstice, we would actually, uh, as they say, keep the great unwashed of society off the stones because they defaced keep the, the grief, stone. graffiti off. Is it true that twice a year y'all had to get a crane and pick up the stones and set it back an hour? For daylight savings time? Yeah, no, not quite. And, and then uh, forward? No, I think we had English Heritage. We've gone on our backs for that. Because, okay. Uh, you, you just can't Which that. time zone is Stonehenge set to, by the way? I'm just playing with you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I know you're playing with me. It's just, just say Greenwich Mean Time and we're good. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> well, if, if y'all haven't caught it by now, uh, Sam is English. And uh, Sam, I had asked you uh, some time back about royalty. Mm-hmm. Because as an American... I don't really understand royalty here. I don't think Americans get it. We look over there at kings and queens and what's it for, right. and we just don't understand the concept of royalty. And our main thought as Americans, okay, I get it. I, I know what a king is. I know what a queen is, but I don't understand the essence of it. Mm-hmm. So that's why I had you come in here. Who better to talk about royalty than a man who lived in England? Right. From England. Right. Well, our main thought here is that, okay, I think the way, at least I think, that the way most American Americans think is, what has the royal family done? What have they done? We look at people based on what they've done, and I'm kind of gathering from my discussions with you, it's not so much of what they've done, it's who they are. Exactly. Am I tracking on? Am yeah, I right? You're absolutely right. I mean, for me as a young child growing up in England, I think uh, the essence of the royal family is everyone was very pro. It was, some, it was part of your identity as an Englishman or somebody from Britain. And you found that uh, unlike, um, if you think about the United States, what is your emblem? What is your symbol? And that would be the, the American eagle. Right. Okay. When England, the, the symbol for our, our country, our culture, is the royal family. Which is very foreign to me because I don't put my identity in the president of the United States. Well, absolutely not. Because the reason why is because the a living person that he's a living person, but the president is a political figure. 
the royal family are apolitical, and so they're not meant to or not allowed to get involved in the politics. Now, every once in a while, they may put their, their foot in it, but generally speaking, they're apolitical, so they don't get involved in the politics. You may have the king or the queen at the time. It may be their government. You have the Royal Navy, Royal Air Force, Royal Marines, etc., or the Royal Mail. Everything is royal. Even as a police officer in England, I saw my oath to the queen, to the crown. Wow. So okay. we're, we were servants of the crown. I remember vividly at uh, the age of seven at boarding school, the, uh, we were told that the Queen's Rolls Royce would be passing by on this uh, country lane. Next thing you know is the Royal, she's waving at her as us, as, as she, she would normally do. And that for us is an, an amazing moment. It's something that uh, it's hard to express, but it was something you felt she's part of something bigger than, than you or I. She represented something bigger than you or I. I think uh, in 1977, which was, her, which was her 25th anniversary or the Silver Jubilee, uh, we the whole village, all the villages throughout the country, they had the uh, pennants out to celebrate that. When the Queen reached her 90th birthday, you know, every time there was a, a milestone in her realm, her, her reign, everybody went out and celebrated. And so even, y'all celebrate your royalty. We did. We celebrated it because it was something you felt you're part of something bigger than yourself. As you're you happy said. about it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely happy about it. I've, I've seen people on the news uh, when the king or, or, say, Queen Elizabeth walk in and they just go crazy mm-hmm. and they just love her. Yeah. And I'm thinking, well, you know, I, I, I'm glad they like her, but, you know, I'm just I'm not I'm not connecting to it because I'm not English, you know. So I'm, I'm trying to look at all this royalty stuff. I'm thinking, what is it about these people in the royal family that I'm not getting? We need to understand that Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, he is a king. And there is an aspect of royalty about King Messiah Jesus that we don't understand. So let's understand something about royalty. We're we're always thinking about, Sam, we're always thinking about what Jesus did. He died on the cross. Mm -hmm. Jesus taught. That's something he did. He healed people. That's something he did. He did this. He did this. He did this. And a lot of people kind of miss the point of the fact that he's king. So I'm thinking about royalty in England. What have they done? It's who they are. And you're telling me your identity that you celebrated in that. Sam, who are they? The royal family. Who, who are the queen the, or right. the king? Who are they? They are obviously they're, they're, born, they're born into this through lineage, through blood over the years. But what the queen and the king does, the royal family does, they do a lot of charity work. They do a lot of selfless things. They, they, you know, yes, they, people say that there's a lot of money there, they, they have wealth, but what they do is they do a lot of charity events, they go and see the people. It draws people. It draws people. And it generates a lot. I couldn't imagine the, the number, I mean, even when the Queen, when she's in the 90s, she was still doing over 200 uh, visits a year to different events. I mean, that's a huge agenda because she was selfless. Basically, she was at everyone's beck and call. And she did it willingly. And when I've always found that remarkable. When she passed away a year or so ago, it was, for me, having, I knew nothing else but the queen right. throughout my life. It yes. was quite devastating. She'd been on the throne for how long? 70 yeah, she something? Was, yeah, she was from the age of 25 and uh, so over, Long over 70 years. Longest reigning monarch. Absolutely. And yeah. she, she was, it was a pivotal moment, I suppose, you know, that something that we got accustomed to, got used to over the years, now she was no longer. And you're thinking, well, who's going to fill the void? How is, she, how is somebody going to stand up to the plate and do what she did? A remarkable woman never was involved in controversy that uh, you see some other people get involved in. 
but she was selfless. And I think that's something that uh, everybody, even world leaders, looked upon as, as a great example to, to beset everybody else. That's amazing how much they generate and they're selfless. And they see, Americans don't think of this. We just think of a king, queen. They just sit around lavishing themselves in all this great lifestyle mm-hmm. and all this money and wealth. But they're really, they are doing something because of who they are. Yep. Um, you know, in America, when a president dies, we are affected by it. But we're not. We don't take it so personal as I think y- y'all did yep. when the Queen died. I remember the day the Queen died. Queen Elizabeth died. I had no clue. I was at the coffee shop. I didn't know anything about it. And you came walking in. You said it's a sad day. And I said, what? What? What happened? I the look on your face. I thought somebody close to you died. Mm-hmm. And you were taking it very personal, very personal. And I want us to understand. Uh, let me give you a passage from Luke one thirty three. It says of Jesus says he will reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom there will be no end. Friends, Messiah Jesus is a king. He is a royal king of an eternal kingdom. And you got to take him personally. I know a lot of people Sam, they don't take Jesus personally. They're like, yeah, I, when I was in summer camp when I was 16, mm-hmm. I said, yeah, Jesus Lord and I'm a Christian now and but you've been living ever since that day not taking the Lord Jesus personally. He wants to be personal with you. Sam, you were you were hit personally with it, and I really started catching there's something about this royalty thing that I'm missing. Yeah, I, th- I think it's something that once it's part of you and it, and it was a part of the fabric of society in the UK, even to the small towns and villages, she reached far and wide. I mean, I remember, as I said, her jubilee. I remember uh, all her jubilees. I even have... Queen Elizabeth teacup and saucer set. Oh, wow. Uh, and, uh, you know, when Charles and Diana got married, we have the Charles and Diana mug. So anytime a major event occurred with the royal family, it was something very big, and we celebrated it uh, with happiness. And I think everybody, when they, even they look, even though Charles and Diana at the end of the day didn't work out how everybody wanted it to, it was a huge spectacle, and everybody took pride at the time of, this is amazing. It brought everybody together. It was a moment that, brought everybody together, no matter what's going on in your life, something happy, something joyous occurred. And I think every time the queen went out and did her thing, there was joyousness. People got really behind it. You said identity earlier is part of the identity of you. Um, You said it becomes part of you. Mm -hmm. And I'm just trying to parallel off of you so that my American friends, so what about this English stuff? Hey, Americans, listen to me. (laughs) Jesus should be part of you. He should be all, actually. He should be involved in your life, not just, I'll I'll check the box Sunday when I go to church. He should be part of your everyday life. Jesus has done lots of events, and there's a lot of events, Sam, unfolding in our history right now that's just jumping off the prophetic pages of the Bible. And every time an event happens, it should be part of you. Oh, Jesus is in this. It's part of me. It should be your identity, and it should bring us together. Mm Mm-hmm. This is assembly in the body of Christ. Friends, those of you out there, I don't have to go to church to be saved. I don't have to go to church to be saved. Okay, you're missing the point. Jesus, if he's truly your Lord, he's your king. The events of Jesus Christ happening in the world today, people getting together and reading his word, it should you should be part of it. It should draw us together. I'm, I think I'm starting to catch some of this royalty, Sam. It's exciting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was a reason why you met me. <laughs> sure, of course. I just want to go to another Bible verse. And first off, you said you took it personally. Uh, one more reminder, friends, take Jesus personally, personally. 
not just, well, I went to church. Okay, let me get on with my week. What what about your problems going on this, this week, friends? What about the things you're contending with? Is Jesus involved in this, or is he that back burner friend, leave me alone? I'll call on you just when I need you. Jesus wants to be involved in your life. Take him personally. And he's our king. I want to show you Daniel 7, 14. It says, then to him was given dominion and glory and a kingdom that all peoples, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion, which shall not pass away, and his kingdom, the one which shall not be destroyed. Friends, Jesus is the ultimate royalty. He is the king of kings, as a matter of fact. And we need to understand royalty. We need to understand who our king is. It will help you to understand who your Lord is. So that's why I'm glad to have Sam in here today. Sam, you look like you got something you want to say. Well, there was something that um, in, uh, when we went through uh, church last week, we went through Second uh, Peter uh, 3, 17 through 18, and I wanted to read this little passage for you. Uh, you therefore, beloved, since you know this beforehand, beware lest you also fall from our own steadfastness, being led away with the error of the wicked. But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be the glory both now and forever. Amen. For me, the main theme of this was that we, through our lives, if we don't put Jesus first, the wicked, the false prophets in our midst will take over. The things like material things like having a car, a fast car, nice watch, the infidelities take over. And if you don't put Lord Jesus in your life and first and foremost, then those things that the error of the wicked will take over, the wicked will take over your life. And so that's something that I wanted to, to express today. He's got to be the top priority. When the queen come down the street in her car, mm-hmm. was she not top priority that day? Oh, absolutely. Everybody pulled out all the stops for her, the banners, everything stopped. The roads were closed. Uh, barricades were put out. You know, every, everybody was out there with the British flags flying the Flying the little banners. She was it. She was it. It was proud. You were proud to be British. You were proud to fly that flag. Friends, are you proud to be Christian? Do you pull out all the stops for Jesus Christ or are you too busy? I don't have time for church. I don't have time for prayer. I'm not into that Bible-y stuff. You know, you just, you know, uh, religion and politics, I stay out of. I'm not talking religion. I'm not talking politics for sure. I'm talking about your relationship with Jesus Christ. This ain't religion. Well, it sounds religious to me, Ray. I, no, no, it's about the King of Kings. Do you pull out all the stops for him? Sam was just talking about keeping your priority focus on Jesus Christ, or you're in trouble. Somebody else is going to come take over and mess you up. Where's your focus? Are you pulling out all the stops? Well, I don't pull out all the stops. Sam, did y'all pull out all the stops for the queen? Oh, we, we certainly pulled out all the stops. Did you pull out half the stops? No, always. All in. 90%? No, nope, 100%. She was all in. All in for the queen. All yep. in for royalty. Christians, all in for Jesus. We're trying to show you the royalty. And can, I, can I add to that? Come on. And, and because you were part of something bigger than yourself, everybody was excited. It was infectious. It's like anything in life. When you are around a group of positive people, what does it do? It creates positivity around you, and then the word spreads. Uh, and so for me, I think that there is a correlation between you know, what we experienced in looking for our queen or our king and Jesus Christ when he was uh, walking through the streets and the hordes. Oh, they uh, were people, after him. They were after him. Yeah. They wanted a piece of him. They wanted yeah. to touch him because they wanted to be saved. They wanted to be cured. Yeah. That's, I wouldn't, I mean, I don't want to, 
but the queen above, uh, the king or queen above Jesus. But I think it's that kind of. We're making the, good parallels. There's a parallel yeah, to yeah, it. And yeah. I don't want anybody to think otherwise. No. But to me, it's a case of, I want to see the king. I want to see the queen. When I go to London to Buckingham Palace, I just want to have that one chance that I may see the king or queen mm-hmm. uh, or the queen outside a balcony or see the car come past us. That was the how important it was to, to me as a child and growing up as an adult. And friends, if you give your life to Jesus, there's a day coming you will see the king. I mean, it's personal. It's not just you'll see him. He'll indwell you in your spirit. You can't say that about any king or queen that ever walked this earth except for Jesus Christ. He's not going to say, well, I'll see you when you get to heaven. He's like, no, I will indwell you. Like coffee and cream stirred together. They're the same. They become one together. Revelation 19, 16. It says of Jesus, he has on his robe and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Friends, we have to understand royalty to know who Jesus is. So, Sam, you said that when the queen came down, people wanted to be there. Absolutely. This is, this is a, it was a, they knew this could be a one-off spec. This would be a one-off chance for them to see something, something was greater than themselves. It was an opportunity to celebrate together. We as a community, wouldn't, it wouldn't be just one or two people. Even if you weren't somebody that liked the king or queen, you'd be, you would still wanted to be out there to, to watch what's going on, see what the fuss is all about. To me, it was, it was a great coming together of everybody. Coming together. Mm-hmm. And you said community. Yeah, community. Now, for, again, for the guy out there, that's uh, the guy or gal out there, you're hearing me on the radio, and thank God you're hearing me some kind of way. You don't go to church. I don't have to do that. What I'm talking about is what Sam just conveyed community. You want to be there because it's infectious. I mean, how many of you love a good party? I mean, I love a good party. I mean, church doesn't have to be stand up, sit down, sing, listen. It should be fun. <laughs> I enjoy it. Well, you're a pastor, Ray. Of course you enjoy it. No, I enjoyed it before I was a pastor because it's, it's together. Well, Ray, I don't have time to go out. This is greater than you. The queen is it's something greater than yourself, Sam said. I want us to catch this about Jesus Christ that it's something greater than yourself. It's enjoyable. It's joyous. You'll pull out all the stops. You'll want to go because it's exciting. Sam, can I ask you real quick, how do the English people posture themselves? Say like it's not just the car coming down the road. Let's say you're in the palace Mm -hmm. and you're standing there and the queen, the king is going to come through and say hello what do you do? What, how do you posture yourself getting ready to expect a one-on-one, hi, how are you doing, whatever it is they do? How do you posture yourself? What do you do? I think you really you want to make sure you don't screw up to begin with <laughs> because there's etiquette and protocols involved and uh, you don't want to overstep your boundaries. If you're a woman, then you have curtsy. Curtsy. If you're a man, you bow. It's, it's, a matter, bow. it's, a, it's not that you should consider that that person is better than you, but it's a, it's a form of respect to, that in the, to the king or to, to the royalty. Because they have authority. They have authority. And that's yeah. who they are. Absolutely. You bow, and yeah. you take it very seriously, yeah. don't you? Can I add something that you sure. said before, that yeah. when you're in church and community, my question to anybody going to church, do you feel better after you've come out of a church or do you feel worse when you come out of a church? And what I mean by that is when you go in, you listen to the sermon and you're part of this congregation, this community, do you feel a sense of, I don't know, relief, something, a burden lifted off your shoulders when you listen to a sermon that has meaning to it? I always find that when I go to church, it's almost like I, uh, that burden for the week or whatever it is, has comes off my shoulders because I'm listening to 
what makes absolute sense to me. It makes sense of life. From the Word of God. Absolutely. I would challenge anybody when they come out of church that they feel worse than when they went in. I always ask my congregation when I get done, I say, I hope you leave here better than what you came in. (laughs) You should. Yeah, absolutely. If you really listen to the Word of God, then I think you will. You should. I mean, there's nothing like it. It's, the, as I said, the best book ever written. And we're not just speaking religiously. No. We're not telling you, hey, you should check your box for Sunday because we do, and you need to be as good as us. We're not saying that. We're saying we're trying to share something with you that we love and that has been freeing to us that we're trying to share with you. And I love how you said you bow, the -hmm. ladies curtsy, you bow. Okay. Well, I haven't seen Jesus yet, so I don't have to bow. Well, okay, wait a minute. Are you bowing your life? Are you bowing your will? Are you getting in submission under the Lord Jesus Christ? Sam, you travel a lot, and Mm -hmm. I bet you book your airline tickets online. Oh, yes. I've done it, too. I click where I want to go, what airline, what airport. I have my visa card in there, so I've got my payment information. So I know where I'm going. I know where my payment is. But there's one button at the bottom of the page. You can have all that stuff set. I know where I'm going, Mm -hmm. and here's my payment. But there's one button. If you don't push that button, then when you show up at the airport, they're not going to know who you are. That's right. You got to. What is that button? It's submit. submit. It's the submit submit button. Mm -hmm. You have to click the submit button, or none of it is any good. Right. I know a lot of people. They say, "Well, I'm going to heaven." They know where they're going, or they think they do. They know their payment information. Jesus died on the cross for me, but you have yet to submit. You have yet to hit that last button. And if you show up without submitting your life, they're not going to know who you are and you're going nowhere. You need to hit that submit button. So Sam said, you bow or you curtsy because they have authority over you. Friends, Jesus has authority over you. Well, I don't believe in Jesus. He has authority over you anyway. If somebody's going to be taken to jail, if they said, well, I don't believe in jail, what do you tell them? Oh, sorry, it's tough. You're, you're going you're anyway. Go, you're going anyway. <laughs> yeah. You got the easy way or the hard way. How do you want to play this? Right. Yeah. So, friends, you got the easy way or the hard way. How do you want to play it? Give your life to Jesus and submit. Bow, not just physically. You should bow when you pray. He's got authority. But bow your life. He was just talking earlier about you submit. Jesus is the authority. He's the priority. Or you're going to be in trouble. Psalm 70 to 11 says, all kings shall fall down before him. All nations shall serve him. All kings are going to fall before him. This is the king of kings that they're going to fall before him. Mm -hmm. This is phenomenal. The royalty of Christ. Mm -hmm. Let's keep it going. Let's keep flying. I think we got us a roll going. You're 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 in your element here. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sam, I watched the wedding. I think it was uh, Megan and... Harry. Harry. Okay, shows you what I know. That's it. (laughs) Sorry, I kind of knew. And I literally had people ask me, why? Now, this is before all that turmoil, whatever is going on. I don't even know what's going on. Mm -hmm. I I don't want to get into that. But I watched it, and my friends asked me, why Ray? Redneck Ray wants to watch the royal wedding. Why? I was trying to catch a sense of what royalty is. Mm -hmm. And while I was watching that, they're in the sanctuary or whatever. And before the queen entered the sanctuary, trumpets sounded i mean they blew those trumpets that echoed everywhere why to announce attention royalty is now here Mm -hmm. thank you for listening to set for life 
We hope you can join us next time, unless Jesus returns for us first. Set for Life is the radio ministry of Pastor Ray Jensen. We invite you to subscribe to our podcast at setforliferadio.com. Hi, this is Ray Jensen. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to encourage you in God's Word. If the Bible doesn't excite you, then you're not reading it. I want you to remember that you are not worthless. You are priceless. Messiah Jesus died on the cross to redeem you so that you can be set for life. You'll be set for life.